Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Hunter Yoder coming up. New ride for Hunter Yoder. Uh, you might, might have heard of him from the Geico Honda Amateur Days. New ride for him and a new situation, so I thought I would touch base with it. Super cool to uh, talk to the kid. And um, thanks to the folks at FXR Racing, of course. Uh, you've seen the gear. You know what it looks like. Phil runs it and Enzo Lopes and March Banks and J-Mart and more. Uh, FXRRacing.com. Pulpamex30 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, please check it out. They got snow stuff. They got the casual. They got moto. They cover you head to toe. They've partnered up with the 6D guys, so they got an FXR 6D helmet too, and boots and, and factory ride goggles. So check it out. They got a lot of stuff there. Race tech as well. Suspension is so key. And just to dial your bike in with your uh, right spring rate, get the oil changed. All of that is a big deal. So thanks to the folks at Race Tech. They got service centers all across America. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX. Pulp 22 is the code to save, and they will give you a listener discount. Great guys there. Uh, Namira and Firepower, we'll tell you about later. Namira Technologies and Firepower. Maxis Tires, A-Ray, Privateer Hero, using Maxis, putting it in main events last year. Cade as well. Cade's on uh, Hunter Yoder's team. So mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. We've got some exciting stuff coming from the folks at Maxis next month. And so stay tuned for that. Thank you to Maxis, guys. And if you haven't thought about Maxis for a tire for a long time, because I don't know, maybe you just haven't. Look at what they got, man. Uh, support the sport. That's what they do. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Roost MX. 48-hour turnaround. Roost or Pulp Nation is the code to save. With those guys, they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Roost, uh, Pulp Nation code to save. RoostMX.net is the website. And they make your pit gear as well. They can make easy ups. They can do the pit gear. They can make custom stickers. They got e-bike sticker kits also. Guys at RoostMX.net. Chris and Christina doing great things and really supporting the sport in a number of ways. Thank you to those guys for the support on this podcast, letting uh, letting you people know a little bit more about the Islanders out there. And uh, so here it is, uh, myself and Hunter Yoder talking about his new ride and his old ride and more on the Privateer Island Podcast. And now, as promised, on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast, this is 193. He is uh, a newest signing of the PRMX Kawasaki team, and uh, you might have known his name from the Geico Honda Amateur Days. Among other things, it's Hunter Yoder. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, nice to catch up. I, what, wow, when did we ran into each other, Glenn Helen? I, I don't know when that was, but we had a nice chat there. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably about two months ago, huh? I think was I was it? out there yeah. with uh, with Duran. Yep. Maybe that was it. Yeah. 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 I think that was about two months ago. So. Okay. Uh, and then one time, uh, somebody off of Mini Talladega in the back, somebody was windmilling me every lap, and I told Kiefer about. It. He's like, "Yeah, that was Yoder's dad." I'm like, "Oh, Yoder's dad's cool." Yeah, he's windmilling me. So, I was pretty. Yeah. I was pretty happy about that. Jay Yoder gets into it. He uh, <laughs> if he if he sees anybody he knows and yeah if he if he sees anybody that he thinks he knows that even <laughs> if he doesn't know them right he is going to yell and cheer you on and yeah sometimes he's like dude did you see that like that guy was here and I'm like what are you talking about dude that guy is not here he's like <laughs> no for sure like they had right. the same number and I'm like. I'm telling you, like, that's a different guy. Like, I saw the guy that you're talking about. It's not yeah. the same guy. Right. Like, uh, Dad, I know he had number 94 on, but it's not Ken Roxon. Yeah. 
Just because you had the Honda with the 94 doesn't mean that was Ken's old race bike. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, he doesn't really know me, but I, he probably thought it was me. or I don't know, but he was windmilling me, so it was cool. It was awesome. Good times. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, thanks for doing this. Big big change for you. So, I mean, people know you from the Geico amateur days for sure. You were kind of the next kid coming up but when the team folded. But I will, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but – uh, you've been on Hondas forever, so PRMX Kawasaki. Uh, let's let's just talk about. It. Are you doing 250 West? And how's the bike? And how how's the new the new situation for you? Uh, yeah, so I'm super pumped to. I I don't think I've kind of formally announced, but I'm doing uh, 250 West, which I'm super pumped about because uh, you know I'm from California. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised there, and. Uh, you know, last year with my rookie season, I didn't, there was no rounds where I got to, to kind of like, none of my family was there, you know? So, uh, I did East coast last year. And so a big thing for me was being able to race in front of my friends and family at home. And I'm super pumped to be doing that. And then, um, as far as team goes, everything's going great. Um, you know, new bike, uh, the Kawasaki 250 is really solid. We're uh, making some big steps in the, the right direction the last couple weeks here at South of the Border. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited to go racing. I'm feeling really good. And, uh, you know, just been putting my head down and putting in the work mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get as ready as possible because racing's coming soon. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm super excited and, I'm I'm ready to go racing at home. Is Cade helping you out at all, or is Cade just being annoying? Just just be honest, you know. Like, is he just being Cade, annoying, or Cade Cade keeps me on my toes. Okay. He 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 lets me do motos with him, but he he's got the uh, the upper hand on me right now. So, well, he's you know, on a, he's he on a four fifty too, though. Come on, you know. And he's like, I mean. Dude, he's he's got a couple extra years of experience on me. Just a few. He had a good year last year. He was really good. He, he improved he a lot. He did. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, you know, I've been watching Cade for a, a while, and he was one of those guys that was like, you know, like a an LCQ guy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like a couple, I don't know, probably 2016, I think it would be. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those guys that, like, the older they get, the better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just—he's uh, been really solid lately. Have you done anything at South of the Border or like club or like? Have you been back east at these facilities ever before? I've never—I've never, never been a part of anything like this. Like, never been to a training facility. Mm-hmm. Um, before Loretta's, I would go to uh, my good buddy Daxton Bennick's house. Yep. Um, for like two two weeks to a month just to kind of get used to the humidity and the Mm -hmm. the track um it's a lot different than california um and loretta's and daxton's place are really similar so i would go there to do some prep but i've never been i i did two days at club before i rode but that's that's it so what's it been like south of the border what how's that been and it's probably some fast guys riding there. Uh, what's what's it been like so far? I'm actually loving it. Like I've been living on my own, which is a it's a change for me. I still live at home with my parents, which you know, right now in California, everything is 
super high price. So it's kind of hard for me to do my own thing, but I've been living out here on my own and taking care of myself, but I'm loving it. Um, I'm here with all my teammates. Um, and you know, we got two different tracks here and everything we need to be successful. Um, tracks are solid every day and with all my team here you know we we just put in the work every day and i you know this is one of the those off seasons that i've actually enjoyed like riding you know i don't i don't think many people kind of open up about that it all just kind of seems like everyone loves it which if you're in the industry you know that it's not really true but I'm like, I've been itching to ride lately just every day. And uh, so I think it's kind of brought that fire back in me a little bit. Nice. That's good. Um, good to How old are you, Hunter, by the way? I am 18 years old. 18, yeah. So still young, but I mean, a lot of us have read about you forever or seen you forever. Like, I mean, when you talk about being at South of the Border, like, dude, I've, I've seen you at Glen Helen and, and Milestone and all these places for so long, right? Um like you said, because that's where you're from. Uh, it's great to be at the facility. The only thing I, you know, the Anaheim and San Diego and these places are not going to be like the south of the border track. So you're going to have some more adaption to get used to. But then again, I think you know California dirt pretty well. So yeah, I'm not too too worried about it. Like you said, I I'm uh, I'm from there. Um, but we've had you know these tracks here. They get um, we get a lot of rain. So yep. They're, they're soft, but also, I don't know what kind of dirt it is here, but it, it could be, it could rain like say on a Friday and then we'll take the weekend off. And then on a Monday, it'll be almost like a, I guess like a Corona test track would be the best way to put it. Like it still gets more ruts, I would say, and Mm -hmm. more, more traction, but it's still got that hard base, and um, it still gets kind of slick sometimes. So, okay, I would say it's it's close to, uh, you know, not all the time, but it's it's close to what we'll be racing on. So, what's it like riding Cowie? What do you like about it? What's it like having a green front fender in front of you? That's got to be weird. Yeah, that's it's so funny you say that because for the longest time, like you know. I feel like that's kind of like, it's more of like a joke question, but <laughs> when I first got on it, it was like kind of weird. Uh-huh. It was, it was like trippy. Sure. Um, I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, how long have you been on Hondas for? How long have you ridden Hondas? Oh man. I've been, I wrote, I got on Geico when I was, I want to say 12. Okay. So six years. And, yeah. Yeah. Six years on Honda. So. A long time but the biggest difference i notice is just the kawasaki's more stable mm-hmm. um maybe it doesn't have quite the the quick turning like the honda does mm-hmm. but uh i would kind of honestly like after riding the cowie i would give up that quick turning um for the stability just because it's more stable in the whoops and it just doesn't you don't get that swap as much so right. that's that's the biggest thing i've i've noticed so far how's the team been julian uh runs a good program there 
you know, it's a it's it's not factory Honda by any means, uh, budget wise and all that. But I think he tries to do the right thing and works hard. And how has the team been? It's been really good. Um, I never. Julian called me a couple months ago, you know, and kind of shot me an offer. And I guess just to be like completely transparent, you know, you're kind of you just don't know coming into these kind of things, mm-hmm. right? Like totally, yep. especially. I've met Julian one time before and I think I talked to him for two minutes maybe. And that was a a practice track last year. Um, So, you know, when you get a a phone call, you don't really know kind of like what their, the the program they're running is or what the deal is, but um, he's exceeded my expectations to say the least. Um, He works hard, you know, he's, he's putting in, the hours for us and getting us the the sponsorships and he's grinding just as hard as we are. And everyone that's involved with the team too, you know, all the mechanics are in the shop early and they're, they're staying late to get our stuff done because, mm-hmm. you know, we got six guys, so they're all, they're all doing it. So cool. I'm super happy with, with uh, the program I'm on and I'm super thankful to be a part of this. Parts of the PRMX Kawasaki team. How do you feel speed-wise? How, how do you feel coming in? You, you mean, you raced last year, like you said, rookie year. You made some mains. Uh, you didn't race all of them, right? You, did, you, did you get hurt or something? Or um, uh, I got I got hurt before. I never got hurt Okay. Um, in the season. I got hurt maybe a month before. So that kind of cut my preparation short. I think I was out for about a month with that injury, but um i'm feeling good yeah i think when you come into supercross like last year as a rookie i came in cold turkey you know mm-hmm. um and you're just with only three or four months it seems like a lot but the time goes by so fast so um being here now and i think my progression has gone way up and you know just with my experience from last year I'm, I'm more confident and comfortable um, on Supercross and on my motorcycle. So I'm feeling really good. I uh, I was trying to put it to Cade the other day, but he still had me by a little <laughs> bit. But so who, we're getting there. Uh, Notsky's on your team. I think he could be a sneaky, underrated guy that maybe people don't think of. Yourself. Natsky's a sleeper. Yeah, totally, man. Um, yourself, Cade. Who am I missing? Who's the other three guys? I probably know them. Or I'm forgetting them right Chase now. Chase Marquier. Marquier, okay. And then um, a kid, he's my age, I believe. His name's Julian Benick. Oh, yeah, yeah, Canadian. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then the amateur guy that we got, Preston Massiangelo. Okay. And I think that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah, big team. Uh, nice to see. And Cade will be the uh, 450 guy over there. Um. Did you? Chase so, is a four fifty guy too. Oh, actually. Chase is too. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we were we were chatting a little bit before I hit record here, and and you said you were thinking about giving it up. Uh, you know, and, and kind of one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was the ups and downs, as I mentioned. Like, you know, you were the next kid at Geico, and we look at that program and all that that happened, um, and all that they've graduated, and that's a pretty prestigious ride, and and you were the next kid, and then the the situation folds and. 
you know, um, early on I'd heard that Phoenix was going to pick you up and they were going to find a spot for you. And and then Kiefer at some point said, no, he's just you know, he's just on his own or whatever. And then you rode for Tyloub. Uh, and, you know, like there was some good but more bad than good for your rookie year, I would say. If, if you were being honest, you'd probably agree with me. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, so so you were thinking about maybe not, not racing. Like talk about that a little bit because you're too young to give it up, man. Yeah, um, yeah, just you hit the nail on the head with pretty much I'm just too young. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just had some some rough, rough years, you know, being mm-hmm. a top guy like I was, it's – and especially I think for anybody that's in our position, you want to be a, a top competitor, you know, and when you get beat down like that for a couple of years, it's hard to kind of, I guess, come back from it would be – not that I ever really went away, but it's just hard to kind of flip the mojo, you know? So, um, after Supercross, I just wasn't, wasn't happy with my results or at the end I started to pick it up and turn it around, I guess my, my riding got a lot better, but I just, I guess I, I, a simple way to put it would be, I just lost like the love for it. Um, there was a lot of days I went to the track last year just because like I had to right. and not because I wanted to. And I just didn't really find like being a top, a top racer, you know, you're always looking for that, what you can do better. And I just kind of like lost that at the end of last year. So I took the whole summer off and then, um, you know, I took three months off, I think, without riding. That had and been then, probably the longest you've ever been, right, without being hurt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was the longest I've ever been off the bike, yeah. even with being hurt. Okay, like, yeah. Um, so I think when I saw you at Glen Helen, that was probably only – I'd probably only ridden a couple times before that. Okay. So I rode one day at Paris, and then one day with Kiefer, I got to ride the – just coincidentally, I got to do the 2023 Kawasaki uh, intro. Okay. And then, you know, I put in maybe two or three weeks of riding before I came out here. And that was about it. When I got here, I it just, the spark kind of went off again. And I just fell back in love with it. And, you know, I've been working my butt off training and I've never, like, never wanted to train and be better so bad in my life until now. So, well, that's I good. Think, yeah. Well, I think the break was, uh, yeah, it, it was a good thing. Yeah. Getting off that treadmill probably, you know, yeah. It gives you time to breathe and look into things and look, look inwards and outwards and everything else. Would it be fair to say that you and your team clashed a little bit last year? We didn't necessarily clash. It just wasn't, um, it was hard. Yeah. Just, I have nothing bad to say about any of those guys over there. Um, it was just hard for me because, you know, being a rookie and I like for the average person, I guess, watching this, like it sounds maybe like an excuse, but um, it was just the little things that I wasn't able to do. Like I never got to ride my race bike before I showed up to the races and then it wasn't quite set up for me. Right. Um and so it's just all those little things that when you're racing at this high of a level, all those little things matter 
and I just wasn't comfortable last year and that was kind of what held me back so if you go back and look at the last two or three races you know I felt really good and was riding really good but um you know it just it took too long for me to get to that point that what uh what caught you by surprise for your rookie supercross season anything Anything where you were like, I mean, look, again, you're part of the Geico program. You've ridden Supercross. You, you know, you're, you've are got a lot of friends that are great riders. So you have a lot of uh, knowledge. But was there anything out there that you were like, oh, shit, like I didn't realize this? No, I mean, when you're when you're like an amateur kid, you know, you watch and you kind of, I, I don't know, I guess to be completely honest, like, and I think everyone does it, but you kind of make fun of the guys that are like, in the back of the pack, right? Sure. Um, yeah. You know, you you clown on them when you're in your living room, but it's a lot gnarlier than it looks. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one little mistake from another rider or from you, and you could be taking yourself out and a lot of other guys with you. So I think just the biggest thing was like the the racing aspect. You know, it's also short and everyone's so close together that Mm -hmm. it's just way harder than it looks. And I think going into it, I, uh, I thought I had more of a handle on it than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, me and my mechanic from last year, we talked a couple weeks ago, his name was, uh, Scott Youngstrand. Um, but we were kind of talking a couple weeks ago, just kind of reflecting and like, we both kind of thought like, you know, thought we had more of a, a handle on it than I did. And, you know, I wasn't as ready as I needed to be, but, um, you know, it's all part of it. It was just me and him really with my program last year. Like I said, the, Mm -hmm. the team I was riding for was based out of Kentucky and I was in California. So it was just me and Scott going to the track and doing our laps. So I think like, like, uh, say a guy like Jet Lawrence, you know, he's got people surrounding him all the time. Mm-hmm. that are helping him get better and um it makes it a lot easier to progress when you have those resources um for sure but when you're when you're just a uh, a bottom guy it's it's a lot harder than it looks you know yeah there's absolutely. a lot more that goes yeah. into it no absolutely man I, there was one race i picked you in Paul Mex fantasy and i think you had to ride into the lcq into the main into the spot into the main event uh, like, yeah. you, you had, like you passed a bunch of dudes and it was a really good ride. And then because I picked you in Pulp Mex Fantasy, I was really watching you closely. And I was like, I was like, Yoder's got some skills. Like you're scrubbing, you're charging. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember what race that was, or maybe it was a heat. Maybe you got into the top nine. I don't quite remember, but whatever it was, it was impressive. There's something there when I watch you, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the thing is, you know, like I feel like I've, I don't know. You you watch some guys and you're just like, all right, that guy doesn't have it. But I feel like with myself, you know, like I'm good enough to do it. And I, I know I am like, I wouldn't come racing again if I mm-hmm. didn't think that I was good enough to, to be where I wanted to be. But it's just, like I said, it was hard last year just cause we had some issues with bike set up and all that. So yeah, you're but, de- like I said. Once I got it figured out, we were yep. we were pretty solid. But are are you and Natsuki the same? Long. Are you and Natsuki the same pace? Are you close? Are you better than him right now? Where are you guys at? I feel. Uh, let me. Uh, Natsuki's a little bit slower. Okay. Um, you know he's only got 
I don't know. I've been here for about two months, so yep. that's all the time he's got on Supercross. Yeah, he's an outdoor so, guy for sure. <laughs> he, uh, I've been, we've been like doing some laps together, but it's just the little things. Like, um, I was even talking to him about it. Like, um, you know, I did six months last year, eight months of this, um, mm-hmm. and he's only got a couple weeks. So, right, just the little things like like the whoops, you know, when you have that confidence to go through them, um, when you start doing the, the big lines in the rhythm sections, like, you know, I was doing a couple big lines that nobody else was doing, but it's just those little things, you know, like that kind of, it makes a difference. So, but like I said, he's a sleeper and, uh, I know he's got a lot of skills and he's, He's uh, definitely gotten a lot better just in the time I've been here. And, you know, I've been trying to help him, too, with whatever I can. Like, I know it's kind of maybe he doesn't necessarily want the help. I'm not really sure. But I just try to help with as much as I can because I know what it's like to uh, be in the position he's in. Absolutely. Uh, thanks to the folks at Race Tech. Pulp 22 is a code to save. Get your suspension done there. Oil change. Get some motor work done. Get your bike dialed in for your weight and or speed. Race Tech service centers all across America. Thanks to those guys uh, for the support of the show, as well as FXR Racing. Uh, Enzo Lopes and Phil and Brock Tickle and March Banks and uh, a lot of guys running FXR Racing. Uh, Pulp MX30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. 2022 stuff is out. It's pretty bright, pretty powerful stuff. So check it out, FXRRacing.com. Thanks to those companies for coming on board. Uh, Maxis and Roost, of course, and also Namira Pistons for over 20 years. Namira has been pushing the limits of value and reliability in the world of engine components. Whether you're restoring your 80s race bike or rebuilding your 450 motor for A1, Namira has what you need, featuring a full line of cast and forged pistons, Connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. Engine valves and complete cylinders as well. Follow them on Instagram for giveaways and exciting new products in 2023. And be sure to follow the Namira Invictus Speed Crew this Supercross season. Thanks to those guys and Firepower as well. Talk about more about them later. Um, I, I'm i sure you've been asked this a ton, Hunter. Or maybe not, but I know I did when I first uh, heard your name or, or knew about you coming up. And I think I had to ask RV this. And just to be, and just for our listeners, there's no relation to the Yoder Smokers um, Barbecue Company. There's none. No, none. Right. At least not that I'm aware of. Okay, but have, you've been asked that a bunch, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, definitely a couple times. I had. Right. He works for KTM now. He's a truck driver for KTM. His name's Pat. Um, but he's he loves the barbecue and the smokers. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he asked me that, and I, I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Because I, I remember I was, RV was like, you know, he, he's got to – you got to get a Yoder. And I'm just like, oh, can I get a deal from the from the kid that raises? <laughs> he's like, no, nothing nothing to do with it. So, uh, But Yoder is just an odd name, right? It, it, so you, that's kind of where you yeah. start thinking about it a little bit. Um, what does your parents do? What do your parents do for a living, or what, what, what's going on? Um, my dad actually, he moves people. Okay. So if you were going to move from house to house, he would come in and put all your stuff in boxes and then do it, take it to your new house and unbox it. Um, and my grandma owns that company. So, uh, him and my grandma work together and then dang it. I hate, I hate to be that guy that doesn't know what his mom does for work, but it's, 
it's some sort of she works like in the medical field, but it's like on the billing side of things, okay. I believe. Ah, yeah, that's um, fine. You're close enough, dude. Don't worry. I about know it. she's. I know she's pretty high up in the company, though. Okay. So. All right. So she, Mom, she she's bringing in the money. Yeah. I know that much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, hey, uh, and you mentioned, you know, obviously, like, you know, you've been a fixture of California tracks. Dude, it's gonna be pretty cool for you to line up at A one, isn't it? Like, I hope. Hopefully, don't get too nervous. But I gotta think, being eighteen and like you said, family, friends, and a Anaheim Stadium, you, you're gonna be. Yeah, that's gotta be cool yeah. for you. It's it's like uh, behind the phone right now. I know you can't see me, but just like even when you say that, like I'm lining up at A one, you know, it just yeah. I can't help but bring the smile on my face because. And the biggest one for me will be uh, San Diego. Because I was I was born there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Poway. It's about thirty minutes north of uh, San Diego, and uh, I grew up like when we would go to Supercross, we'd go to the old Qualcomm Stadium. And yeah, I remember like one of my vivid memories is uh, watching James come out for opening ceremonies, and uh, that's something I'll never forget. Just being in Qualcomm Stadium. So yeah, yeah, um, dude, there were some good races there. Uh, in Qualcomm oh, yeah. over the years, yeah. Were I'm, you? I'm so excited to go race, like just down there and yeah. see all my family and friends. It's going to be a blast. We're going to a new stadium down there where the uh, where the university is, right down in Mission, where the old Qualcomm is. That's where we're racing this year, I think. Yeah, I yeah. believe it's like in the same area as Qualcomm. So yeah, yeah. Th- that'll be really cool for me. You know, just to get to race there. Like, like I said, I used to watch races there, so it's cool for me to. Oh. be racing there now did you get autographs and goggles and jerseys and shit were you one of those kids uh i wasn't i was super shy as a kid okay like, yep. I, I didn't really ask for much um i think the biggest like when they had the the paula national mm-hmm. they had like a dealer signing like at temecula motorsports sure um that like we always went to that and i usually got some posters there but right i actually made it in the rv movie um, oh yeah Oh, I was just a little guy, but that was uh, another one of my highlights <laughs> in my young career. Who was the coolest pro rider that you can remember, and, and was there was there one that was a dick? Um, so yeah, okay, this is nobody really knows this, but like obviously everyone knows Dungy yep. bought into uh, Geico, yep. and he was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So when he came around for that, he was always super cool, like super awesome guy um but when i was like maybe five or six years old i uh i got a picture with uh dino and nick way after the paula national okay and dino me and dino are still buddies like so it's just kind of it's cool for me to you know to look back and like i was a fan and i still am but like it's cool now that we're we're buddies and you know hang out and talk but uh i asked dungy for a picture after the paula national and he told me he had to go to a, a press conference or something like that. Yep. And he wasn't able to, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way for a long time until <laughs> until I met him again. But for a long time, I yeah. held a grudge for that, just as a, a five year old that wanted a picture. You know, wasn't yeah. able to happen. But. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's funny because I'm I'm old enough where I started being a mechanic in '96 and. Like you talk about, you remember James coming out in opening ceremonies, and that was, you know, whatever that year was, 06, 07, 08, somewhere around there, I imagine that's what it was. And, like, you don't even remember the RC Reed battles at Qualcomm, which was, like, 03 and 04. 
I'm just. I wasn't even born. In I, no, yet. I know, dude. It just dates me so badly. It just dates me so badly. It gets me so depressed, Hunter. Yeah, I just. Uh. Um, uh, before we go too far into this, thanks to the folks at Firepower, firepowerparts.com. They uh, make featherweight lithium batteries. They make chains made in Japan. They got a whole line of hard parts there, firepowerparts.com, and they got do, they do great stuff with the oil as well, made by leading OEM manufacturers. So please check out firepowerparts.com for more information on that. Official uh, sponsor of Alex Ray, who Seen uh, Cirillo told me was flying at the test track the other day, Yoder. So AC, pumping up A-Ray. Can you imagine? A-Ray's, A-Ray's uh, like, I know you guys and Swap are kind of, you know, you you give him his fair share of heat on the Instagram yeah, or whatever, but yeah, yeah. A-Ray barks, dude. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, he may be a little sketchy, but A-Ray's not afraid to hang it out and <laughs> no, no. Give, a, give a few clutch pops and hold that thing just to the stopper. He, he just... Pins the throttle, pulls the clutch in, and puts his foot on the rear brake. That's how he rides a motorcycle. It's it's That's not good. Cruise control. It's very erratic. <laughs> um, That's complete opposite of me. But yeah, yeah. I would no. never be able to. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, going back a ways, and we all know the Geico team folded up. Like, where were you when you heard the news? Were you at Paula? Did you know it was coming? And then, did you have any interest from anybody else on picking you up uh, and continuing with the program? So that year, um, what year was that? Twenty nineteen? Twenty? Nah, twenty. I believe. Okay, twenty. Yeah. Um, I. So they kind of told me, like, you know, if I went to Loretta's, it would be basically out of like a Sprinter van. Okay. And at the time, you know, looking back now, I I wish I would have went, um, you know, to race and show what I could do, but. You know, at the time, we didn't think anything was going to happen. You know, I just, I had been in the shop a couple of weeks before negotiating my pro deal. So uh, I had, I don't know, I think it was, I was in my third or fourth year on the team. And I was, my contract was going to be for four or five years longer. So, you know, I thought I was locked in. Yeah. Um, yep. So I skipped out on Loretta's that year just because. It was, you know, we'd been going for so long that it was like, I I guess like a break. Uh-huh. Um, and like I said, I didn't think anything was going to happen to my ride, so I didn't think anything was going to change. Um, but I forget, I believe I was at home or I believe maybe we went to Utah with one of our friends um, that had just bought a house up there. So we were kind of having like a, a housewarming party for him and... Um, I got the call from Jeff Myshack basically just telling me like to start looking for some somewhere else to go mm-hmm. just cuz it wasn't quite promising if I was going to have anything for the next year. And then after that there was no real interest from anybody um as as you know like I got picked up young when I got on Geico and mm-hmm. that's how most of the teams do it um Looking back now, I, I think it's crazy, but I I won Loretta's on a 65 in 2016, and Geico was scouting me then. I was, I think, 10 years old or 11 years old. Yeah, you beat Ryder D uh, in in that, that year. Yep. Yeah, I raced him in LeBlanc, um, and I had a really good year. Um, but it's just crazy. You know, I have a, a younger brother that's 11 years old, and I'm like, dude, like, the things that Geico was offering me at 11 years old, like, 
yeah. I couldn't imagine giving the amount of money to my little brother, like, or any of it, you know, like, it's just nuts to me, but, um, got off track there for a second, but the, all the teams get their riders so young now that they're all locked in. So when I got left, um, you know, everyone already had their guys and all their spots were filled up. So it just didn't work out in my favor. Um, but it's part of it, unfortunately. Yeah, I know a little bit of what the Mumford um, uh, battle was going on between Geico and PC. I know th- the numbers are insane. You know, like the, the and this, Carson was full amateur at this point, and I'm just like, what the hell is going on in this world? Big money, yeah, big support, yeah, yeah, really, really big stuff. Like, I mean. More than most of the average adults in the world make. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. And I was I was 12 years old. Like, it's absolutely mind-blowing to me looking back on it now, but it's just, like, nuts to think about. No, for sure. So when you went back to Loretta's in 21, that was, like, just on your own with with uh, some Hondas you had and stuff, like, left over? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Uh, Kiefer's practice bike that okay. he sold me. Yeah. Uh, that was my practice bike, and then... Um, I've known Jamie Ellis since I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived in the same condo complex okay. and I, he's basically like my second dad. So me and him got together and I, I was on another team before that, but, uh, had a couple things fall through. And mm-hmm. after that, Jamie, um, helped me out a ton. He, you know, he was the, the driving factor in me going racing that year and I couldn't be more thankful for him because if it if it wasn't for him and the support that he got me, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, so I, I did go to Loretta's by myself, um, just me and my family um, and the, the support of I had Fox and Twisted behind me. Yep. So those were my two biggest uh, supporters at the time. Yeah, Jamie was just up here last week. We did a little podcast together, uh, Twisted Development, and um, yeah, good good guy and um, real, real smart. So that's cool that he helped you out, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie's always always helping me out, and he was actually, you know, like I told you at the beginning of this, you don't really know what you're coming into, like when you're coming for a ride like the, the PRMX team that I'm on right now, but he was actually the a big part of me making my decision, you know, he, Mm -hmm. he told me like that these guys work hard and he had seen it firsthand. So, um, if it wasn't for him, you know, kind of giving me that extra little bit of faith and confidence, I'm not sure, um, if I would actually be here or not. Yeah, no, that's good. Good to, good to hear. What do you, uh, what do you got to work on to be better? What, uh, what's something that you got to work on, um, this off season or, or you're still working on all the time? Uh, I could say I'm a perfectionist, so I I like to make sure that I'm always as good as I can possibly be. And I think, you know, that's a lot of us that race, you Mm -hmm. know, we want to be perfect all the time. So, um, the biggest thing for me, I think, and a lot of people is just the, the whoops and being consistent Mm -hmm. and trying to pick up a little bit of speed if I can. Um, but I feel like right now I'm in a pretty solid place with everything. Um, I just need to to race like I practice. 
and I, I should be solid. Do you get? Do you look at guys like Kitchen, and you know that's the kind of class that you're in um, when you last raced, right? Uh, Kitchen and Hymas, uh, Colin Park, of course. Obviously, you raced him too. Are you a little bit like, hey man, I got, I, I, you know, I can run with those guys like I did before, and I, I can do it again. And you know, yeah, they're on a factory bike, uh, but you know, like, is that? What do you think about when you when you think about where those guys are, where you were at with them, and all of that? Does it make you hungry? Does it piss you off? What, what, how does it get you? Yeah, um, definitely, you know, with, I think, like, because it's, I mean, maybe nobody really knows, but I had a star offer also with my Geico okay. offer um, when I was younger. And, you know, people ask me all the time, like, do you wish you would have taken the star offer now? And I'm like, well, like, you know, you, that's, you can't really say that, you know, it's not like a valid argument because no. when you look at Geico, it's like a, a long long-term team you know so um and it does i guess it just makes me hungry to get to that spot again Mm -hmm. um because i've been i just like looked over would be the best way um i didn't put in the best results so i don't expect the best offers but it makes me hungry to work hard and get back to the spot where i think i belong and know i should be right right yeah absolutely right uh what's what would make you happy at anaheim or san diego or you know oakland uh are we shooting for top tens what, what are we what are we looking at if i got a top 10 i would be happy okay. um i think a top 10 i don't know who i'm racing i don't really care yep. um to be quite honest because like we were just talking about i'm I, I want to beat those guys. I don't want to be just because they got the factory bikes and all the, the whole, uh, everything, you know, they're, they're factory dudes, but that doesn't really change anything in my eyes. I want to be in a, a top 10 position and mm-hmm. building towards the end. You know, I want to be, I want to be in the, some front spots. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it, right. You just slowly get better, slowly build on it, you know, all of that. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, top 10, if I got a top 10 in front of my hometown race, you know, that would, that would probably make my year. So cool. That's, that's our goals. Well, good luck, man. Yeah. Don't, don't give up. You got talent. You're 18. You know, if you're 23, 24 and, you know, just kind of finishing 10 to 20 in a main event. Okay. Like I'll, I'll go with that. You know, go get a real job. I understand that. But dude, you're 18. You got, you got to give it, give a shit for, you know, a few years here before you can figure out exactly what you are as a racer and, and all of that. So, yeah. Don't. Yeah. I had a long call with uh, one of my mentors. Um, his name's you probably know him, Ziggy, from Factory Connection. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was another big part of me making the decision I made to come to the parts of the PRMX Kawasaki team. So, like you just said, he, uh, he told me, like, dude, you're too young to be uh, – even speaking those words right now. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I thank Ziggy for the long phone call and I thank Jamie and I thank everyone else that was, uh, a part of all of this coming together because they all, they all helped me more than they know. Cool. Well, good to hear, man. Thank you to FXR and race tech for making this podcast happen. Namir, uh, roost MX, the Maxis tires and, uh, firepower guys as well. Uh, Hunter Yoder, everybody. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the time, Hunter. Good luck. We'll see you at Anaheim. And uh, yeah, just punch Cade in the face for me if you can. That'd be great. 
Sounds good. Will do. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon.